Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Checkmate Studios proudly brings to you the best pro wrestling podcast you've never heard of, Swan Todd Pod. I am the dad bod, Daddy Dangly, Matt Knight, joined here by Roadhouse and our special guest, Mr. Dalton Catman Dallas. How's everybody doing tonight? Two Daltons, one cup. Two D's, one C. (laughs) <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, great to be back. Great to see everybody here. Great to have Dalton on the on the uh, podcast. So, uh, let's just jump well, right in. If you listen to the last, po- if you listen to the last podcast, I'm not Dalton Dallas. I'm Dalton Davies. Dalton Davies. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, that's on me. That was fun, though. I was like, wow, I'm getting mentioned. <laughs> Shout out. I'm relevant again. Well, that's what? us. When, whenever anybody, any, any, like, ever retweets us, they're like, "Oh, they." We went to uh, so we went to the event in um, uh, what what town in South Carolina was it? Uh, Roadhouse, Clover or York? Uh, it was the one in York with FTR versus Master Machine. And mm-hmm. I had sent a tweet earlier that day that I was you know happy that Griff Garrison and Marcus Cross were going to stomp a mud hole and walk it dry in, in, in FTR. And they were like, "Oh, you're the you're the one who was tweeting about them beating us." I was like, "You read my tweet." You're right. Which one? Which which one said it? Uh, uh, I think it was Dax. Dax, wasn't it? yeah, Dax did. Uncle, oh, Uncle, yeah, Uncle Dax, FTR. Oh, okay. So I always tell everybody I want this hidden from the world because it's so bad. Because I had a really bad concussion before the match. Um, so if anyone ever looks at and so I was really upset because I love the Briscoe brothers, uh, but I was super hot at them for giving out. Uh, Dax's indie name, Casey McKnight. And I'm like, don't do that because people are going to start looking up his indie stuff. Uh, they're going to stumble upon Casey McKnight versus Stephen Stifler. And that's me. And uh, it was horrible. Oh, it was so bad. He 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 was good then, too. And he scared the crap out of me. Like, he's one of those people <laughs> that, like, uh, cusses and, and just is really intense under his breath. And I'm like, dude, like... Do we have heat? Like, I don't even think we've ever met before. Yeah. Uh, it, I was like, uh, dude, are we good? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm just really intense. I'm like, hey, you should probably told me that in the back. Uh, <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah, that match was, that match was horrible. Uh, there, were, there was no gimmicks. And, yeah. So don't go search it. Don't go search it, but search it, um, I guess. Uh <laughs> There's a uh, yeah, but uh, Cash, uh, who used to be uh, Stephen Walters in the Carolinas, uh, so both of them are Carolina guys. Uh, is more of like like uh, Winston, uh, Wilmington, that area. Uh, shout out Charlie Dreamer, um, and then uh, Cash was more of like uh, South Carolina's. Uh, northern north carolina stuff like that uh so a lot of the people at the york show that y'all saw most of us have uh been around mainly like cash for like a long time so yeah he's a fun guy matter of fact here's a little fun fact uh Derek driver who was tag teaming with uh the irish hand grenade uh myrick moore so Derek driver and steven walters who's now cash wheeler actually used to be a tag team uh, called the new wave. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to catch heat for this one. I'm okay if I do. Um, so you know how they do the whole old school style, no flips, just fists and all that stuff. 
Yeah. Oh man, did he used to do flips? Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he used to do this one spot where he would do like a handstand and just walk around the ring and then drop an elbow on you. Dude, that's sweet. He needs to bring yeah. it back. Well, there's a reason no one rips that off. It's pretty damn hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> true that. True that. All right, so let, let's get let's get into you. What what brought you into the wrestling world? So I am 32. Um, I don't well, as I say, I don't feel I feel a lot older than that a lot of the times. Um, so as I told you guys off air, so. My father was a uh, deputy sheriff in Mecklenburg County. For those outside of North Carolina, that's Charlotte. That's the county for Charlotte. And he was uh, partners for about, I'd say about eight, nine years with a guy named Johnny Weaver. And older Carolina wrestling fans know that he's a legend in these parts. He's an NWA Hall of Famer for sure. Um, he used to come over to our house ever since I was a little boy and just play fight. He passed away in 07, unfortunately. But he um, he used to uh, come over and play fight with us, which is actually my old ring name was Stephen Stifler. I got that because when we played fight, I was stiff, so he used to actually call me Stifler before the American Pie movies. That will not stop that movie studio from sending me a cease and desist, though, because uh, they definitely did that twice, uh, which was nice of them to do it twice. Uh, but yeah, no... <laughs> Once, once he, uh, once he came into my life and started watching like more modern wrestling, and at that time, it was Attitude Era. Um, the first wrestler I think I ever saw was well a little bit before then, because uh, my dad was a cop my entire life. Um, I coincident, well, obviously, I became a huge fan of the Big Boss Man. Um, and now, like, I see him on TV, and I'm like, or I watch old tapes, and I'm like. I'm not that big of a big boss man fan, like from the nineties. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I like the stereotypical blue suit, you know, flipping around the, 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 uh, nightstick and everything like that. But yeah, him, it was him and Macho Man doing a promo. And, uh, anybody that's ever seen me wrestle before this cat thing, or even at the beginning of the cat thing, uh, usually thinks I got like the idea of wearing tassels because I used to wear a lot of tassels on, on my boots uh, from Macho tassels. Man. Or, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that was pretty good. It's no Dan Soder, but it's close. It's no Dan <laughs> Soder. He's got it locked down. Uh-huh. Oh, Danny Soda Pops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So he, um, a, a lot of people think, uh, this usually gets a laugh. A lot of people think that I got tassels from Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior and stuff. No, I actually am a huge Shane Douglas fan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, I know that some of the wrestling people are going to see this, and I don't know. I probably won't get a DM because no one calls anybody out anymore. Um, it's, hey, I, I, I've, I've been around a lot of promoters, and some of the boys that believe that bad guys, heels, shouldn't wear tassels. And I was told this many times. Well, one time I was told this standing right beside Shane Douglas. And I was, and it was by an old timer. And I was like, uh, I didn't even have to say anything because Shane just goes, well, I guess I'm fucked. And then just walked away. <laughs> he was legit pissed. And I was like, do you not, like, Shane has always wore tassels as a bad guy. Like, I don't even think he ever wore them as a good guy. Yeah. Like, Dean Douglas didn't wear tassels. 
So yeah, I, I yeah I got I got the tassels from him, um, and then I would see like Human Tornado and all those guys like with how their tassels were more like layered and stuff. And I was like, I just want to spin around and just look flashy because yeah. you know I'm not going to be the best wrestler in the world, and so I try to be the best performer. And trying to be the best performer means you need to actually look the part. I can't go out there and you know blue jeans. Some True. people can pull that off. I mean, I'm not John Moxley. He can <laughs> he can actually go in any outfit, apparently. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I, don't so, get, I don't get the whole uh, no tassels for heels thing because I Rick Rude even had uh, I think some tassels on some of his trunks, uh, his his uh, yeah. uh, custom trunks, and he was pretty much always a heel. I mean, when I think of of like. The defini- definition of heel slash asshole that looks like Magnum PI a little bit. Uh, Rick Rude always comes to mind, and I know that that flash is there, and part of that was the tassels that he wore, hundred um, well, percent on his trunk. And he di- and he didn't even need the tassels as much. Like the fact that he had all those airbrush tights and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like that was flashy enough. Like it, it, it's all about telling a story. You can do that with. I mean, it makes more sense to do that. Like with tassels and stuff like that it's different if i'm going out there somebody the size of wardlow and wearing tassels there's no point for me to wear tassels i have a big frame i do not y'all see me i have a beer gut and i only have a couple spots that i can run through so those tassels make me stand out well did now i wear fur and act like a cat so i mean as you guys see like my job is to entertain the fans and i have to you know tell my wife sometimes Sometimes I'm not going to go out there and have like a 15, 20 minute match. I'm not going to go out there and go hold for hold for, for, you know, for a match. I can't, but I don't need to. I do this character because it makes me, I love cats. I was in animal welfare for a long time. I like characters and there's not enough characters in my opinion. Um, I've never met this guy, but I'm definitely about to give him a shout out. Um, oh shit! I don't even know his full name, but his whole gimmick—he's out of Florida. His whole gimmick is cheese, cheese, and he just yes, cheese. Like uh, we're gonna have to man. find him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, oh, I, I'll send you guys his uh, Facebook name when I find. Absolutely. Him. He he now wears orange tassels, which I need to message him and go, dude. You need longer tassels. Your tassels are weak. <laughs> Because that's my thing. You weak-ass tassel, bitch. You better step up (laughs) your damn tassel game, mother... (laughs) You know, I I used to be called what's... I don't even know how to say what's called a... I I don't think anybody else calls it this. A gear whore. I have had so much just random sets of gear. Sometimes they wouldn't even be custom. Like, uh, the guy that trained me, and I told y'all off-air, J.D. Drake... um, and then I'll mention, you know, Cash Wheeler. Like, we would all be in these groups in these locker rooms. And anytime people would be like, hey, does anybody want this? I would always say yes. Like, I have gear from like uh, the 70s. No shit. Um, That's badass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't wear it all, but like, I, I have all this gear because one day somebody's going to be in a locker room and be like, oh, we really need a mask guy. And I could just go, hold on, I have a whole gear, mate. Yeah. Just throw you back. Like, who wants to be Dr. Dread tonight? 
because that's a fun gimmick. It's just a distra- uh, you know a deranged doctor. Hey, I do yeah. have uh, I do have a question for you to break in on that. Uh, so you you weren't in the uh, the Jackson South Carolina show. We did see you at the Clo- or excuse me, you weren't at the York show. We saw you at the Clover show. That's kind of how we all got connected. Yes. Um, there was a guy at the uh, York show. Uh, the character uh, Suicide was there. Um, yes. So can you tell me who is now portraying this character? Because I saw some like some blonde highlights, but I didn't recognize don't, don't him for any of the now. other matches. Don't get in trouble now. now I don't want to. I don't want to bring any heat on you. Okay. How, so how about this? So the person that did that, like uh, I had to remind him uh, two shows before this last PWF show. Uh, who I was and because I hadn't seen him in like 10 years because we've hung out outside of it. Uh, uh, do either of y'all have the ability to Google it? Yeah. Because it's easily Googleable. If you say it, I, I don't feel like I'm going to catch heat. Google that shit. <laughs> yeah, now, no, I mean, it, it's definitely there because the first show I was on, I was like, who the hell's suicide now? And then I was like, oh, that makes sense because this person is also on the show as well. So hmm. so on that note, I will go back into the Clover show. Um, I, I think that – and if you listen to previous podcasts of ours, uh, one of our most favorite moments in both of the PWF shows, which first and foremost, shout out to PWF. They put on phenomenal shows. Uh, my dad actually yes. got, got to go to this last one, and it was the first, uh, you know, like house show, uh, indie show that he's been to in forty years. And he said that was probably the best show I've ever been to. So that yeah. was cool. PWF runs really good shows, and if you guys haven't noticed, they're all for charities. That's yes. uh, Zach Thomas, uh, Tom. I can't pronounce his real last name. That's why he doesn't go by it. Uh, he's a really good dude. Um, uh, we actually both came from the same walk of life. Uh, we were both in law enforcement, and we both left, and we're both in transportation. We're both in logistics. Um, he, um, he's got a really good heart, and he's doing a really good job in a business where it's really easy to screw people over. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like the reason I wasn't at the last Clover show, we're trying to switch talent up. <clears throat> totally makes sense. I don't want this promotion to fail. Not because it will be one less place for me to work. It's because we get treated well. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking financially or anything like that. You know how hard it is at most of these shows to even talk to like the people in charge or to run ideas through them because they're going to shoot you down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. He's always welcoming to ideas, and that's important. Especially for us, this isn't our. I hate to break it to fans, but this isn't most of our primary jobs. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us do this, and I know wrestlers are going to get mad at me, but unless you're on TV, this is a hobby. It's a hobby that might bring some extra income, but at the end of the day, it's still a hobby, and it still hurts. It's, we're still putting our bodies on the line, and the older we get, the further you know our chances of being on TV go away. But that doesn't stop the the creativity of it and he welcomes that creativity that's um, awesome I, I owe a lot to to zach because i took a couple years off and he based off of uh, aj uh i said aj styles it was not aj styles recommendation it was aj frost who was in the uh oh god he was in my match at clover yeah he, mm-hmm. he was, uh, we talk on uh, we, we talk on facebook a lot i think he's going to be on fairly soon 
um, he 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 he's a he he kayfabe's pretty well. We were in the front row and and we were kind of hollered at him. He saw the t-shirts and he gave us you know a little gave us yeah. gave us a little, little, little one of those that you know nobody else in the, in, the, in the crowd's gonna gonna notice. And I was like, man, that's that's cool as shit that you did that. You know, well, I'll keep because yeah. he's he's such I'll, an asshole. He he portrays just the best so asshole perfectly. He is really good at his job. Uh, he uh, so him and he wrestling's weird, and I'm obviously you guys know this, but like I mean, like I have to remind people they're like, oh well, you know, you got to do like you know wrestling, but like that's a big manly thing. I'm like, guys, I dress in shiny underwear on the weekends, and for me, like it's like I dress in shiny underwear and and, and pretend to be a cat. So like, yes, like yes. it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to be to call it weird or odd. It's perfectly fine. But that's what's fun for us. It's 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 acting to a point, but it's bringing our true personalities out to a hundred. Now, I know he won't get mad, but AJ is probably one of the nicest guys in the world. Oh yeah, and he get he gets crapped on because he works at this one promotion, APW in boiling springs i still want to call it spartanburg because that's where they were for like 20 years uh, but they run every weekend so he gets to hone his craft it's big crowds i mean for that building i mean they have over 100 people in there that's a that's a big crowd for that building people crap on him but he's a sound worker and he he's smart if he wants to go, he can go. If well, if he well, wants he, to just play the crowd, he can do that too. Here's the thing with him, and so um, the two times that we've seen him, um, the the first one he he ended up, I believe, losing his match, but it was a great match. The second time, it was more of a a jobbing experience to one of the legends that came in. Um, but I actually went back and and watched some of the matches I could find on YouTube, and the guy can go. The guy yeah. can absolutely go. And he's not the biggest guy in the crowd, but he his personality makes him someone you're like, oh, shit, I need to watch this guy. Well, and let me add this, too, because it's a little bit inside baseball. When people see him, they're like, oh, this, that. Let me tell you what. That little shit, he hits hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, that. This isn't a work. I don't do that. Like I, I, I mean, I was stiffler for a reason. Like I could be stiff. I lightened up in my older age. It, 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 it he'll put you on your face if he needs to. He, I can see a, it. He's, he's he, a uh, tough little cookie. He, he almost with some of his moves and just the the quick impact with shit that he does. He reminds me a lot of Darby Allen. Yes. Um, yeah. With just a little bit less crazy. Like I don't know him as well as you do, of course. So he might be that crazy. I can't I can't make that judgment call, but he 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 can he really has that speed and that like can just really pick up and then imp that impact on shit. Like he hits moves very efficiently, if that makes sense. Very technically, yeah. even. Yes, I was gonna say. Te- I would definitely classify him as technical. Now, I mean, he's been wrestling for like 17, 18 years. He um, he looks like he's only twenty. Wait, time out. Old. Yeah, how old is he? Uh, old enough to been wrestling for 16, 17, 18 years. Wow. I would not put him a day over 25 just because he's got that baby face. And wow, that's insane. I don't think he'll be mad at me for saying this. Uh, so if y'all can't tell, I like to have fun when I wrestle. Absolutely. So if, y'all are, 
if y'all are ever wondering when I'm locking up, just assume because I love to talk. Um, and I have Tourette syndrome, so I have ADHD. I have all these things because of my Tourette syndrome. So I don't shut up. Um, I can when I need to. But you're in like, good company. <laughs> yeah, as I say, I mean, what's the point? Nine times out of ten. So that Clover show, that was my first time seeing him in a little bit. Um, he just got new teeth. So as soon as we locked up, um, I was like, dude, your teeth look awesome. He goes, thanks, buddy. <laughs> so like, like I, I am constantly trying to make my opponents, you know, break. Crack, yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I didn't do that with TJ Boss uh, at Strawberry Festival, um, which I know I'm skipping around. But yeah, no, a, a, AJ's a really, really good guy. He's really sound. Uh, we all have off nights and unfortunately sometimes people just judge us more on the off nights than anything well it's easier yeah. to be negative than to congratulate it's it's always it's always easier uh, to say what you don't like about something than what you like about something like you like take you know you you go to uh, applebee's and get the two for 20 and you can talk mad shit about everything that was wrong with it but you it's really hard to internalize what was really good about the meal like man they had some creamy mashed potatoes tonight uh, but i want to go back to your gimmick though um how? Wait, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick, because my wife is going to watch this, and yeah. you brought up Applebee's, and so I'm speaking directly to her. Kayla, everyone loves Applebee's. You need to stop calling it Crapplebee's. Yeah, Applebee's. There you go. I, I there's Applebee's Applebee's. There's $3, always... There's, $3 blue motorcycles, yeah. half off wings after nine. There's, yeah. there's so many redeeming qualities about Applebee's. We'll be riding around like, hey, what do you want to eat? And we can't figure it out. We're like, let's just go to Applebee's. Mix it up a little bit. They got the two for 20, two for 30, two for 40, two for 50, yeah. nine for 60. What the hell ever? And then you go get your mixed drink or whatever at the bar. It's like, uh, well, now we got to find somebody to come get the kids because we're shit-facing Applebee's. Applebee's <laughs> is awesome. Where, where else are you going to get an $8 steak and potatoes? Like, uh, and, and, possibly get and possibly see a fight between the waitresses like you're at Waffle House at 3 in the morning at 5 in the afternoon. It's awesome. I've done karaoke at an Applebee's. No shit, I need to find this Applebee's. Uh, well, unfortunately, now I think it's a Starbucks. <laughs> uh, bullshit. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what were you saying, Matt? Or uh, nice. Yeah. What sorry about that. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, back to back to your gimmick. How did you come up with this? Because I think it is like. One of the most versatile little, like I even brought my laser pointer and my cat toy. This is the best gimmick I've ever seen, and hundred percent. Like, like I'm a cat guy. There, there's I have three. There's one yeah. right. There's one right here smelling my finger right now. There was one in, in my lap while I was playing with the laser pointer. I love cats. I love my cats, and I think it's the most unique and versatile gimmick that I have seen in a long time. And I've been watching wrestling for a lot of years. I'm 37 years old. I know that I'm too pretty to be 37 years old. I haven't stood up so you can see the dad bod, the, the old the old dangle. It's not the the thing that I say is dangly is not what you think. It's my gut and my boobs that have fallen since I have, have surpassed 35 years old. What I want to know is how did you come up, come up with this gimmick? And I, I want to just really say, my God, it's genius. Because you can <laughs> Dude, Thank you. you can do Thank so you. fucking much with it. I, we were talking on Facebook the other day, and I was like, man, I, I need you in AML so hard because I want to be your manager. I want to come out as yes. a zookeeper. 
and I want to squirt you with a water bottle to get you off your opponent. I want to have like a big, yeah. cat, big, you know, cat carrier or some shit. There's so much you can do with it, and it's it's a, that's why I love you as a wrestler. And and uh, Roadhouse and I were ribbing each other so hard, like after the show. Like he's got this huge cat head, and we, like I sent him this shit on Amazon, like these rubber cat heads. I was like, I hope he's gonna be, at, you know, at York so we can put on these cat heads, these rubber cat heads, and just fucking mark out in the crowd. Like I was more excited about this kind of than Griff and Marcus versus FTR because I'm cool. I'm cool with that because I'm a cat guy. On a straight up note, like legitimately, there was a solid 45 minute conversation about how awesome the game was about. And, and, and like in our past episodes, which I know you've you've heard because you're like, damn, I got a shout out. I'm not I'm not even this, that and the other, which first and foremost, confidence, because you are the shit. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. A yeah, lot we're going to have to fix that. We're going to have to we're going to have to get your catitude up anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, either but, that or your litter box is too small, and I really, <laughs> I really need to hook you up with something better. I'm getting, it's a shake pan. It keep, my foot keeps dude. In it. I'm gonna tell you, and and as a, as a cat owner yourself, I'm guess what my Father's Day present is? No shit, it's the four hundred and fifty dollar electric do it yourself cat shit box. I'm finally getting one. I'm finally getting my life together, guys. <laughs> you so, know. Uh, as someone who worked in animal welfare, the reason I haven't pulled the trigger and got one of those is because I. So my cat's name's Jeff, and he is obese. I wish he I had the sound effect. I wish I had, my name is Jeff. <laughs> my name is Jeff. Um, yeah, oh, no, I, I need somebody. What? You guys, or maybe so. What? Uh, my poor wife is up. Like I'm in my garage. Uh, I'm not homeless. If anybody's watching this, uh, you're in your storage um, unit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> He's in his litter um, box. I got, I got the extension cord from the guy three doors down. That's that's my favorite band too. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, she's above me, and I know she said like, "Oh, I'm gonna," because she does this on like interviews too. She's like, "You did really good," and I'm like, "Why are you critiquing me? You're not supposed to listen to this." Uh, Oh, yeah. No, I'm probably keeping her awake. So, no, I have a cat. His name's Jeff. He's obese. His full name is Jeffrey Incredible Hulk Gordon Ramsey Lambert. And if you're wondering why I haven't added more names like Jarrett to it, because I'm a huge Chef Jarrett, too. Um, uh, yeah, we're going to have to bring that up, too. Bring up Jeff Jarrett and King of the Mountain. Because uh, I actually will. Y- y'all seem cool. I'll actually talk about an old gimmick a little bit if y'all want. Yeah. But, um, no, I came up with that just because, I mean, I love cats. My wife's a very creative person. Like, she she has an art room. We don't have a dining room. Dining rooms are overrated. Which, so by the way, has, real quick, show the shirt that she created. Oh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me put my uh, don't smoke cigarettes. Kids will kill you. But, uh, yeah, that's me. That's Jeff. And that's his, uh, where's it at? That's his favorite toy toast. And he actually looks like that. And he looks you, depressed. And if you'll send us a link to where people can purchase that shirt, I will, when I upload the uh, actual recorded, polished episode of the podcast um, to all streaming sites, I'll put that into the description to where people can go buy your oh, merch. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. For, for now, I'm probably, so I just got, oh God, I've been in wrestling for 14 years. I just got a wrestling email. Um, which I'll, I'll send it to you guys, but uh, I still think it's funny. It's catman.wrestling at Gmail. Um, <laughs> and I was like, of course it's catman.wrestling. So the first, the first time we did this gimmick, it's a, so it wasn't even 
I don't even think it was really the fact that at the time I started doing it, like October, November. Uh, the first time I actually did it was at a PWF show. Um, I, I just love cats. I love everything about them. I've dealt with big cats. I've dealt with, you know, different kinds of animals, monkeys, alligators, stuff like that. But like, wait, what, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Stop. You yeah. can't just, you can't just go did, over that. Did, did you know Joe detail. exotic? <laughs> what's, what's going on here? You can't so, just go over that detail and not and go into more detail about it. So we'll bring up, bring up Joe exotic in a minute because it, have either of y'all seen the strawberry festival pictures with me? I have. I have. Yes, seen you were a with uh, what's his face. I was with John what's his face? Um Yes, thank you. Um, so those that don't know, John Rinky is the guy on Tiger King who did not have legs. He had two prosthetics. God, I and knew he, I saw him. I knew I'd seen him yep. somewhere. I'm like, God, that's so amazing. he. He's a super awesome guy, and shout out Chad Adams with American Heating and Air. Um, there's two times that Chad Adams has gotten a big shout out uh, on your podcast and uh, on WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony with the Rock and Roll Express. That's so awesome. You guys should feel honored. Uh, it's uh, me, Punky, and Hoot. So uh, that, those are the people shouting out Chad Adams. But he's a really sweet guy. Man. He puts on the Strawberry Festival for the wrestling side, and he always books his, like really awesome like celebrities and stuff. And uh, he booked him and Dog the Bounty Hunter's son. He tried so hard to get Dog the Bounty Hunter, and I was like, "Dude, we don't even have to teach Dog like how to work a punch. He can punch me right in the face and black in my eye because I'm white trash. I'm from West Virginia." <laughs> so, so if Dog the Bounty Hunter blackens my eye, people are going to be like. What happened? I'd be like, you ever seen Dog the Bounty Hunter? He did this. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But no, uh, we, those that don't know, um, you can go to my Twitter or Instagram, which is DaltonDallas44, and uh, you'll see me swinging his prosthetic leg. We did the Eddie Guerrero spot with a fake leg. Nice. That's awesome. and little inside baseball afterwards, somebody was like, oh, well, yeah, and then uh, I'll, I'll beat him with the leg while you guys are uh, heading back to the, uh, the the locker room. And I said, yeah, here's one problem with that. He needs the leg to walk. <laughs> he can't just hop around. You mean he doesn't leg. carry spares? <laughs> what, kind, what kind of amateur hour is this? <laughs> so, Jesus. yeah, no, so, so yeah, back, back. Try to get back on topic. Someone's got to write write this ship, guys. Uh, <laughs> he um, so no. I I started doing the character kind of recommendations to my wife. We we were just talking one day, and at first, my first set of gear uh, back was uh, all teal, and it had the Tourette's ribbon. And I was like, I was coming out to insane in the membrane, and I was like, okay, nice. we'll do this. But I was like, it's not as fun because it's gonna come off more serious and i need to be serious and i'm not a serious person i like to have fun i like to be goofy i I don't like to shelter my personality so with the cat i started thinking i'm like okay well who are all the people that's done cat stuff okay you got battle cat which most people don't remember him by the way i would love to know how and i think he's passed away but i don't have y'all seen battle cat before by the power of grayskull Unfortunately, no. But he wrestled in WWF back in like the early 90s, and he had a full black fur mask. 
Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'd be blown up in yeah. like, just my entrance. I do remember. I did. I didn't know his name was Battle Cat, but I do remember some clips of that. Yeah, yeah. It, you you have Battle Cat and then Lince Dorada. That's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I know of, and no offense if I don't know. I mean, there's. Uh, I Jush, saw Jushin Liger had some. Technically a cat. Yeah. Yeah. He had some some of the outfits Liger. that were. Well, well, we're good. He's yeah. not listening to this. Uh, no, he's, he's not. He's not. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll get him. Uh, sorry, guys. Nihau. Uh, yeah, like, that's Chinese. He's Japanese. I'm not racist. <laughs> Kenichiwa. I just can't you tell go. the difference uh, between people. Kenichiwa, Jushin Liger, uh, Ichiba. What he said. Yes. Uh, Ichiban just means number one. But anyway, so yeah, no, I, I, I picked this just off of my love of cats and how much room we can grow with it. Like, y'all mentioned, like, water bottles, and of course, y'all seen the laser pointer spot. Like, Best uh, thing um, I've ever get, seen in a ever. wrestling match. Uh, oh, y'all would have loved it God. more if it was an elimination match uh, inside baseball. Would y'all like to know how I planned on getting eliminated? Because I don't win very often, which is fine with me. But how I planned on being eliminated was I was going to have AJ dangle one of those fishing rods with a cat toy on top on the bottom, <laughs> um, and I was going to lose by I was going to be eliminated by count out. That's awesome. I was awesome. too busy playing with the cat toy. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, I know I want to do something like that. I want to do some stuff with cardboard boxes. Um, I have one friend uh, that I work with. Uh, shout out Patrick. He uh, he suggested. Uh, have y'all seen the videos where cats are scared of like uh, cucumbers? Yes. yes. Or the tape, like the the tape box on the mat. Like, oh, you should have I your opponent even... tape like tape you into a box in the mat. I, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. The moment we get JD Drake and me back in the ring together, now that I'm doing this character, for those that haven't seen his matches, he's a hard hitting. Fella, he, that I mean, that's legit, and he's a he's a really nice guy. Yeah, I like, he, I, like, uh, I like his stuff on Dark, and I, I've also seen some of his like toy hunting stuff with uh, Danhausen, Evil Uno, some of that stuff too. More, wait, I, wait, I, I've wait. seen way more of his stuff on on YouTube. Wait, wait. So I know Drake really well. Wait, he does toy hunting with Danhausen. It's it's more of cameo type stuff where he's like, "Yeah, you're stupid," but it's not it's not like a full on thing. Is it, Do you know how you angry you just you know how angry you just made me? <laughs> like like okay, as a character, Danhausen is like the best, and people can shit on Jim Cornette all they want. Uh, most of, I would say fifty percent of the time it's they're warranted because we all have our opinions on everything. I'd pay Amber Heard to shit on Jim Cornette, honestly. See, I, so I used to travel with Bobby Eaton, so I can't say much bad about Jim Cornette because other than the podcast and Joey Janela, I haven't really heard much negative about him, uh, which I know that's really hard to say, but like, I take everything in wrestling with a grain of salt. Well, I, um, and I think, and, I'm trying to stay away from the politics on this one with this uh, with this kind of uh, you know a similarity. But there was a certain person who was on Twitter who said stuff that people really liked, but then a lot of people really didn't like 
and I think that's kind of where Jim Cornette is because I've heard on both sides of the story like, oh, he's a re- he's a real asshole because he says this or does this. But then like people who are really close to him and worked for him and with him are like, no, Jim's great. He just has opinions. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. We all have opinions. Some of us keep them to ourselves. Some of us don't. Like um, some of the names that I've mentioned already in this podcast, they go on the internet. They they have their opinions. That's their opinions. I don't agree with all of their opinions. Like I don't necessarily. Ugh, was, yeah, no, I'm not going to say what I really want to say. No, you know what? Screw it. I'll say it. Um, some people like are okay with wrestlers you know just do a quick google search of today's date and what's going on in wrestling but like some people are okay with people walking out of their contracted jobs but the two of y'all and me we have day jobs if we walk out because we don't like what we're being told um the, we don't have a job no one's <laughs> gonna, yeah no one's gonna be upset by us for not doing it or, I'm sorry, no one's going to be on our side for, like, oh, I'm so proud of you for taking a stand, blah, blah, blah. Now, mind you, I left the police department because I didn't agree with their stuff, but I wasn't under contract. I quit. It's different when you're under a contract and you decide, I'm just not going to do this job. You don't have mm-hmm. creative control. You don't get those decisions. And I don't know the two females that, that did that. Um, you know, more power to them. I hope they still have a job and I, I hope they recover from this. I don't ever want to see any wrestler out of a job because both of those girls are very talented. But I, my personal opinion, I, it's unprofessional. But yeah. I also get if you don't like their creative, maybe try this. But also, if you're going to do that, you better be Stone Cold Steve Austin because there's not many people that are not going to lose their jobs over that. Well, here's the thing, too, uh, with this day and age of the Internet, uh, you know, pre and post and during pandemic, uh, I watched, uh, no, I I saw the story of, you know, Lana, uh, ex, you know, ex WWE superstar, now CJ Perry, $20,000 in her first day on her OnlyFans-ish website. So I think these two girls, if if they want to, to do what they want to do with showing off bits and pieces of their bodies. I think they're going to be okay. And one of them's husband is obviously pretty well connected with uh, the bloodline and the head of the table. And then the other one is Snoop Dogg's cousin. So I don't really know if either one of these ladies has much to lose by making the stance that they did. Like like you were saying, I'm not inside of it. I don't know what the argument was, other than yeah, what, and I'm not either. Other than what Dave Meltzer is spilling out onto the internet about what's possibly happening. So there's that. So before we started this, people listening, and these two guys are very professional. I love you guys. Like seriously, bottom of my heart. Uh, y'all asked, is there anything we don't want to talk about? Uh, oh, this thing you brought up, man. I hate Dave Meltzer. I'm just going to say this. This one did get brought up. Oh, I don't want to talk about Dave Meltzer. I hate Dave Meltzer. I have friends that have lost jobs, or and I have in wrestling. I have friends that have not lost jobs, but just had their name dirty because this guy's just making crap up. Mm-hmm. And this isn't me being a huge Bruce Pritchard fan, which I am a big fan of him. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a fan of all of Conrad Thompson's podcast. Shout out Conrad Thompson. Yeah, Conrad. No offense, awesome. guys. Conrad's awesome, um, man. He he. I, yeah. I never met him, but I was uh, me and Reed Flair were good friends for four or five years before we passed away. We were actually supposed to go to Alabama 
uh, a week or it's either Alabama or Kentucky. I really can't. I may have been Kentucky actually, but we were supposed to go and work and uh, the promoter, uh, whatever. I will say this. I don't like calling promoters out. But this guy, uh, a couple years ago, he got arrested for like, you know, kid touching or whatever. Um, but when Reed passed away, I was like, Hey man, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could find that on there. Uh, um, but this guy flat out told me like three days after Reed passed, he goes, well, I'm not booking you anymore because all the money went out the window. And I was like, I, I mean, I get it, but why would you say that to somebody? Clearly we're close. We're driving eight hours to your shitty show. Yeah. It was just, it was just professionalism. It's wrestling. We all have lives outside of it. Whether you make money, you know, primarily like your job is wrestling or you don't. You you still need to be a decent human being. Human you being, shit yeah. on people for, for for dying. Like I love Reed to this day. Yeah, he had demons. Yeah, he had his issues. I thought he was clean uh, for like six months, and I'm not going to get into that. Out of respect to the family, but like I I mean I miss him every day because he was such a good guy, and we both have our own you know issues and our families and stuff like that. And I'll leave it at that part of that, but. I mean, he was a good dude, you know, but again, it all goes back to the Jim Cornette stuff. Everybody has their own opinions, whether yeah. it's Reed, whether it's, you know, Sasha and uh, Naomi, Naomi. And I, everybody has their opinions. And I want to say this too about the Jim Cornette thing. I don't know why people are so surprised you shitting on modern wrestling. He is a huge old school wrestling guy, not yep. just because he was in it. But because that's what he's booked, that's what he loves, that's what he grew up on. And I'm not going to shit on him for that because I love that too. But you have to keep an open eye. Well, you look now, at uh, you look at some of the things he says, and then Eric Bischoff uh, spouted off uh, like yesterday, saying, "If I could start WCW back up, I would I would beat uh, AEW head to head." Like then, why did you fuck WCW up, you moron? I mean, everybody has an opinion well, of, of coulda, woulda, shoulda, right? Yeah. Well, how many variables are we going? Because what TV were you planning on running if WCW right. comes back? Well, and the problem is <laughs> the problem too with that is is you have so many uh, people who call themselves pro wrestling fans that aren't really pro wrestling fans. They have never been to a local show. They have only watched WWE on TV, and they look down on any other promotion, whether it be Impact or ROH, because they're not doing what WWE is doing. And by the way, they're doing it pretty horribly because I grew up with all the brands. I've been to local shows, live shows. I've been to everything. And what I look at as far as what I want to see... I'm with AEW right now because it's not three hours long. It packs a bunch into a couple hours. And then I was telling uh, Roadhouse uh, when we came back from that show, I was like, this PWF show is better than anything. I've, I've enjoyed it better than anything I've seen on TV. And I even went to Fall Brawl 97 where Ric Flair had his head busted open in the cage. I was at the first uh, Inferno was match. Was that Winston? That was in Winston. I was in the first... Yeah, I think I was there too. I was in the first Inferno match between The Undertaker and Kane where they had the fire on the outside of the ring and the tape on the ring ropes was melting because they didn't know how to use the propane correctly <laughs> at the time. Right. Like, I've seen a shit ton of wrestling... And I'm just like, all right, PWS See, I was, and AML I was are the doing their thing. 
I was at the greatest match of all time, and maybe we can talk the promoters in PWF into booking one of these with uh, me versus Al Snow in a kennel from hell match, but with cats. I wish I wish I could get into my Foot Locker. I have my shirt from the seventh grade of Everybody Needs a Little Head, and I remember I got kicked out of field day for, because I said, no, I'm not changing my shirt. It says Everybody Needs a Little Head. It had eraser head, pin head, blah, 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 a bunch of different gimmicky things on it. But that's awesome. I would I'll I will go anywhere to see you wrestle Al Snow. <laughs> Agreed. We'll take that trip, Bubba. See, I don't ever want to wrestle Al Snow. I just want to tag with Al Snow. Uh, whatever. If you're in the ring with him, I'm there. <laughs> so, whoa, whoa. so if, if you're originally with him, that was who's it against? Well, so originally, well, coincidentally, I'm glad you asked that because the the plan for Strawberry Festival originally was the Heat Seekers, Elliot Russell. Mm-hmm. Which I really should know his name because that's actually who I wrestled during the uh, Tiger King guys match. Uh, which, by the way, if you haven't seen Tiger King, you gotta watch it. It's it's awesome. I love like any trashy stuff. Plus, like being in animal welfare for so long. Like, I mean, look, I hate Carol Baskins because fuck that. Bitch. What they're not saying, I know a lot about animal welfare and that bitch Carol Baskin. Like humane, uh, oh god! Can can I blow up the humane society spot? Go ahead, go for it. So I can we're no hold barred, baby. You you say what you want. So I can only speak. Oh man, no, I don't. Uh, so there's a humane society. It's H. Uh, it's H S, and then there's a letter between A and D. Uh, and it's in North Carolina, and it's between. It's not in Raleigh, but it's another major city. Like so Cary? People... Charlotte. It no, could be no, no. Charlotte. Okay. We'll, 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 uh, we'll say that you said one of the names. Um, so they would – you'd go on their website, and their animals would be like between $150 and $400. And, well, here's the pro- – and this is should be all public knowledge. No, it's definitely all public knowledge. They well, let me rephrase that. It's all public record. Public knowledge is a different story. They get their animals for like, well, let me rephrase that. They sell their animals and, or I'm sorry, they adopt their animals for one fifty to four hundred dollars. And you go on their website and it says, well, that's because we had to pay for the surgery and blah blah blah. No, they didn't. At this exact facility, they go to the local police department shelter, and they get the animals for free because they're a rescue group. And that and that shelter has already paid for their uh, – uh, got their surgeries and mm. their shots and everything like that. Mainly your taxpayer dollars paid for that. And they got them for absolutely free. And I get your, your uh, nonprofit and everything like that, but – when your seat, when your when the director of your building makes over a hundred k a year, please don't tell me you're not profit. Right? Please don't. I get please it. So, don't. so you shouted out your cat earlier with the name, and I want to shout F- out. F- I want to shout out mine because I call her Khaleesi. I'm a big Game of Thrones guy, or was, in, at least up until the fifth season. But her real name is Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen. Mother of dragons, freer of slaves, widow of Khal Drago. That's her whole name on her paperwork. But I also, See, I'm so cool with that name. I, I also want to get into um, your Tourette's. I didn't know that you had Tourette's syndrome. Me neither. 
Because yep. you've also like you, I think that's maybe a stereotypical thing too, where we all think uh, back to uh, Dustin D- Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Uh, what do you think about the way that he portrayed? Like, are you offended by that in any way? Or are you just proud of the, that the gimmick is bringing it to light? And and how does that relate to your own Tourette's? Because I would never have known. Had, had it not been in some of your social media yeah. profiles and you brought it up. Well, a lot of people like to say it like as a compliment of like, I did, I couldn't tell. And I'm like, Oh, well good for you. Like <laughs> it is. No, it, I, know, I knew it, there was something wrong with you. I just didn't know it was correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, give me a second. I'm trying to figure out which beer I want. Well, um, well you've had some Millers. Uh, I, I'm guessing you're a, a gas monkey garage guy drinking all those Millers there. Coincidentally, I, I actually do like gas fucking I do too. It's cool. We're in the Carolinas, man. Uh, speaking of entertainment, so to answer that question, it, I don't necessarily get offended. Um, at a young age, I really didn't. So uh, I went through a lot when I was a kid. So I actually, so I was diagnosed. I actually, well, I'll say the first one first. So when I was 11 years old, uh, 2001, August, September, so I was 12 years old. I had just turned uh, 12. Um, I was a victim of a hate crime. I was stabbed in a bathroom by four uh, black males. Uh, purely, I, it was my first time at the school, this side of town in Charlotte. And uh, it was the first, I think, Realistically, probably the first 30 minutes of school, we got into homeroom. They let us go to the bathroom. As soon as I got in the bathroom, boom, it happened. I, at that point, had not talked to anybody. Can I play um, a sound purely- effect that might be triggering to some, but is just purely for comical effect? I mean, I can't tell you no or yes. It's your show. Emotional damage. I, yeah. thought, I thought you'd laugh at that one. So, when... When that happened, so for whatever reason, we live in a weird society where people like to bring up tragedies and ask you, where, where, where what were you doing during 9-11? Or like, do you remember what you were doing during JFK? Like, I was always tell everybody, like, oh, well, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was in science class. No, the real story is I was in a hospital fight for my life. And I can laugh at it now because I'm 32. It's, you know, I, I am who I am because of what I went through in life. Um. But uh, so months after that happened, I got out of the hospital. Then I got diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome. Um, I don't have the the cussing part. That's uh, I always tell everybody I cuss like a sailor. It has nothing to do with my Tourette's. Um, <laughs> it's that's awesome. uh, we. So the people that have the cussing part of it, uh, I refer to those people as the ten percenters because it's only ten percent of the population of the Tourette's that actually have that. Um, I mean, we can all be triggered. Like, if I go and hang out with somebody, like, I always tell everybody, do not send me. I shouldn't have to tell people this, but a lot of people don't know. Don't send me videos of people having Tourette's cooking or trying to drive a car or something like that, because that can trigger me and I can develop new ticks. Right. Ticks are like snowflakes. They, they're ever-changing, and they're all different. So, But if I see somebody with a throwing tick, like a... Uh, Shout out to whatever this is called, but uh, in, on Hulu, there's a docu-series uh, about Tourette's. I made it two episodes. I couldn't watch it anymore because one of the girls on there had a falling tick, and I started to develop it. No shit. Uh, 
So yeah, it's, it's, and I was it's like, like oh, you get mimicking parts of that too with it. A hundred percent. Um, I, you know, it's funny that we actually are bringing this up. So May 15th to June 15th is actually Tourette's awareness month. Awesome. Shout out. Yeah. So, and, and those that are watching, we did not talk about this off the air. Uh, so, um, with, with that being said, like, yeah, like I have uh, motor tics and uh, verbal tics. So, uh, I, I, I hurt my ribs at the, um, at the strawberry festival. Uh, it's completely my fault. Uh, I just took a bad bump and, um, amateur stuff, but I did it. Um, are you guys still there? Yeah, well, I think uh, I think we lost Roadhouse, maybe, but I, I'm still here. I'm, I'm with you. I was making sure you weren't frozen as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. but yeah, I I, I make uh, my most common one is I make goose sounds, of honking and stuff. Really? Um, I what, remember when what Tom seems Brady to, got announced. What seems to trigger that? Because, like I say, I've I've seen you in in, in matches and, and and doing different things, and obviously throughout this interview. And there's, uh, other than probably some things that I haven't noticed about, like some, you, I noticed that you do walk around a lot. You're very, you're in motion yeah. all the time. Other than that, me not being with when, you, what like when wh- my brain and my body is in motion and in thought and concentrating on a task, um, they kind of get blocked off. Um, well, I want to, I want to step in on that. So you also said with the Tourette's, that you've been diagnosed ADHD, uh, is that correct? Yep. So yeah. So so anybody myself and Matt to... also have ADHD. So we can with the the moving around, the not being able to yeah. sit still. As you can see, I just had to get up and walk around. I actually had to go to the bathroom, but like I've moved spots four times. So we we can definitely understand that. So how does that go hand in hand? So with Tourette's, I, I do recommend everyone. Uh, to Google. Speaking of Google, we need to get back on the who suicide is eventually uh, because I have I a feeling you found an answer. I, I had it. Um, let me see. Um, dang it. It I, starts with a K, but it's normally spelled with a C. Yeah, I just had it and it's. Damn it. Ah, fu- ah fuck it. It's Caleb Conley. <laughs> Caleb Conley. That's, that's, what, that, well, that's what was on there. So I'm not, I'm not super familiar for. I'm not super familiar with Caleb Conley. So I don't mean any offense by anybody who works at Impact. Shout out John Schuyler. Uh, shout out Caleb. Shout out a lot of other people. I hey, John Schuyler, this one's are. for you. Yeah, John Schuyler. <laughs> yeah, you, you stupid idiot, John That's Schuyler. That's from the York show where you were walking out. Thanks, asshole. Yeah. See, if y'all would've, I'm coming. If y'all would have told me, if y'all would have told me before, I would have told y'all to call him Box Boy. Uh, tweet it, tweet it right a, now. I swear, Roadhouse, tweet out to Box Boy. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, he, before he got into the business, he used to because I used to travel with Chris Hamrick, ECW High Flying. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Rebel Flag wearing mullet, having Ricky Morton two point Um. But he uh, uh, he used to go to uh, Champions with Attitude, which coincidentally I think they're actually which they should book me, but uh, <laughs> they're actually everyone should comeback. book you. Yeah, everyone we, should book. Dude, me. we've been trying for AML, man. I want you in Winston. Like I said, I so I, bad. I have to I have to be your manager for whatever match you do, whether it be for um, 
Let's see. Who was it that you said you wanted King Zuka or Zuka King? You wanted? Oh, I want I want Zuka King bad because I have a uh, a little mental self goal to wrestle all of the guys that Bob Killer trained. Okay, which okay. was funny before we got on air. I was trying to name all of them. Um, TJ Boss, great. Got to wrestle him at the Strawberry Festival, which I love festival shows because we wrestled the first match. Uh, and then by the third match, we're tagging together because, you know, we made up by then, I guess. Um, he, uh, uh, but uh, John Schuyler, also Bob Keller guy. But Zuka King, Bob Keller guy. Going to go big places because he is really good. Very old school. Very good. I want Zuka King. And then I really want to tag with that pirate. Callius Vane. Yeah, Callus Vane. Yeah. Callus Vane. We I- were on a show. We were on WCEW in Wadesboro. Which they don't use me anymore, guys. If you're watching this, I mean, I'm, I'm always available. Just Book shoot me the some cat dance. man. <laughs> um, they, uh, but he was on that show with Wrestle Ranger. Have y'all seen Wrestle Ranger? I've not. Uh-uh. Oh, that's a that's another good gimmick too. So he dress, he's a Power Ranger, and he no. has like, all, yeah, dude, you gotta Google, you gotta Google Wrestle Ranger. He, he's bro. He's also, I am he, a, a Mighty Morphin fan. I am a yeah, huge am Mighty Morphin fan. Huge so, beef right here. So I have no connections to this, but they're more than welcome to if they watch this in time, June fourth, uh, they can send me free tickets. Uh, <laughs> uh, collect Collecticon is going to be in Charlotte on June fourth and fifth. Uh, June fourth, I'm definitely going to because with your thirty dollar entrance fee, um, you or your thirty dollar ticket. Act like I don't know how tickets work. Being a wrestler. Um, you get to see Vanilla Ice featuring the uh, the uh, Ninja Turtles. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back well, with submission. Something grabs a hold of me tight. Uh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> that lyric is invention, not submission. So oh, that, that other word. I was changing Calm it for now. wrestling because it's a submission. <laughs> okay, so don't don't let me make you go to go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Just FYI, I did just tweet Mr. Skyler. And said I got the inside hit on him from the at Dalton Dallas hashtag box boy. I feel like this is all going to go down badly uh, for you because for me, yeah, but no, uh, for for Roadhouse because he has so much heat with Skyler right now. He was in his peace. No, Skyler was in no, his like white pea stained trunks. No, no. Skyler was in his like white pea stained trunks. Like I was like, you should like at least your trunks should be as white as your teeth if you're gonna wear them. Wait, he was wait. Okay, are you getting John confused with somebody else? Because John didn't wear white trunks. That's all. You're getting John confused with Wish.com Adam Cole, baby. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. So which one is uh, John? Mike Mon. No. Yeah. Let me oh, let me give a shout out to Mike Mon by the way. Uh, great worker. Uh, the, the match before the PWF show before the one y'all went to and saw me, uh, we did not do really much of the cat stuff. We actually wrestled for 15 minutes and my wife and everyone in the locker room kept going, good luck, good luck. And I'm like, y'all don't forgot that I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so we, we went Wives out there tend to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We, I love her to death, but I'm like, Hey, but shout out to right. your, to your wife, Kayla though. Shout out to her yeah. for putting up with all of our shit. She texted me earlier. And it's probably like, I can hear you talking shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shut no, up, uh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, 
Uh, Kayla, I uh, do not have a soundboard. That was I do not condone that. <laughs> I, 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 I've never, I've never met you, Kayla, but I'm, I'm very sorry. I just do it for comedic effect because I, I do believe, and then one point I will go back to with the whole, you know, people that watch WWE and shit on AEW and people that watch AEW and shit on WWE and then people are, are truly independent wrestling fans and shit on everything that's on TV. Our oh, I wanted to say something about that, too. Everybody should just like everything. If you don't like it, you don't have to go on the internet and say you don't like it or say what's wrong with it. Because uh, this is going to hurt people's feelings, probably. But it should make sense because I'm a fucking cat. Dude, um, dude I'm, my thing, I'm a WWE, my thing WWE and, and our thing on this, this podcast is pro wrestling is for everybody. And it's if, such if, a great really time is. to be a pro wrestling. You fan. can if you don't like one thing, go watch another thing. If you don't like the two things that are on your TV, go on YouTube and watch those other things. And if you don't like those things that are on YouTube, go to a show. Go to a local show. My yeah. God, if you pay five fucking dollars for these guys at the Armory to do what they do and love what they do, because you're going to see more passion in an Armory match than you ever will to see fucking Roman Reigns do his little fucking jacking his arm off on TV. Okay. Hey, so shout out Kayla again. So I, y'all remember when Roman Reigns was doing the whole like, I'm not even this. I'm not even that. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, my wife just looked at me one day. She started doing that, and she goes, "I'm not even a guy," because one of them was like, "I'm not even. I, I, I'm the man. I'm not this. I'm not that." And I was like, and she just looked at me. She goes, "Yeah, I'm not even a guy." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, that's pretty funny." <laughs> I've started. Nice. See, I've, like, that's the I've, thing. I've started scissoring people lately. I'm just like, "Hey, take. Can we scissor?" Is it's, that an ass boys reference? No, that's uh. uh uh, who the, the 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 people that come to the ring and rap? The acclaimed, the acclaimed. Yeah, they scissor. Like that's right, the, that's they're, that's they're their handshake. The, they're with they're with the the kinda ass boys right now. Kinda. Did y'all ever did y'all ever see the tweet where someone what's uh it was it Anthony is it Anthony something another the, the jacked up guy? Yeah, no, 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 no the Anthony jacked up guy from the acclaimed. Oh, uh, Anthony, I know it. From a search. The guy Bowens. from Bowens, there you go. Anthony Bowens, yeah. So, so, so some idiot wrestling fan, because, uh, yeah, look, I love everybody. I do. I, just, I give everybody the respect. I try to, at least. But, like, sometimes we all, I trust me, I'm definitely guilty of it. I probably said some stuff I shouldn't have said on this podcast already. But, <laughs> like, we, we all say things that we either regret or we, we, we wish we wouldn't have said. But, like, Wrestling fans say some of the dumbest and meanest things to these people. They don't realize, like, you're you're judging someone based off of a character. Like, you're mad because they did something as a character. And and guess what? You don't tweet, you know, actors because, like, you know, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio said the N word fifteen hundred times in Django. He didn't get a hard time about that. But if Anthony Bowens and his tag partner go out there and say something sort of misogynistic, someone decides to get on the internet, and this is still one of my favorite tweets. They're like, Anthony Bowens uh, looks like he's, he treats women horrible, blah, blah, blah. And but what they didn't know the whole time, and I think his comment to whatever their – his reply to whatever their comment was was, I'm gay. Yeah. Like, it's like you treat women horrible when you're in relationships and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't date women. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, and and then and then like the it. person who tweeted that is like, that's what I'm talking about. He hates them so much he won't even date them. I bet he's one of them gays. So see, I, I I love the I love those guys. Like I I, I think they're awesome, and I, I really love the ass boys. And you know, to playing it full circle to Dan House, and I think Dan House is the greatest person in the world or greatest character in the world. That's our spirit animal. I, I've never really watched any of his matches, and I believe on the Jim Cornette philosophy. I don't want to because I think his character is so logical on the old school wrestling side of. Like the whole like that's Jim Cornette's favorite uh, big thing about it. He's I don't want to watch him. The Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse, the Pee Wee's Playhouse match that he did, uh, where he did the, the da, 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 he did the, the tequila dance. Yeah. Oh my God, that was the most amazing piece of cin- cinematography I may have See, ever I, seen. I love like gimmicks so much. There was two guys in CZW back in the day uh, that were that were ice cream guys. Like they both wore masks and okay. there were ice creams and like thumbtacks were a big thing. This was before the Lego spot. They pulled out a bag and everybody's like, Oh my God, it's thumbtacks. It was sprinkles. And they did a pop. That's amazing. And I was like, this is why I love wrestling. Like I, I love the cult bands. I love the Dan house. I, I, I love the delirious because this is silly. Like in a realistic standpoint, old school wrestling, Promoters and fans are going to be mad at me for saying this, but like, but let's just be honest about the logic in this stuff. Like, yes, there's psychology. Yes, you can make it make sense, but you can only make it make sense so much. Realistically, as someone with strong Irish heritage, I love the Irish whip. It's the dumbest thing in the world. If I take you and <laughs> sling you somewhere, you're not going to run and then bounce off. Uh, so I will. I, 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 I will because I I know I know kayfabe. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it every time. If you Irish whip me into your mailbox, buy a new belt, buy a new mailbox. Okay, this it's gonna happen. Don't don't invite me to a cookout because I'm like, hey, guy, Irish whip time. I know we got super off topic. Did y'all ask a question? We did. We were talking. We were talking about your uh, your your Tourette's and what your your actual e- oh. exhibitions of that was. Um. Yeah. When basically when my brain is like focused on a task i it doesn't really bother me um i had a i have a rib injury currently i just bruised my ribs up pretty bad so promoters don't let that sway you i can still work i have a booking on the 18th of june um where's that out that is in lincolnton north carolina for see no evil wrestling lincolnton Uh, oh hell no oh hell no (laughs) What, what do you uh, got, Daddy Dangly? <laughs> Cut your promo. We're, we're going promo style on this? Lincoln to North Carolina. Catman versus Catman. Let's see <laughs> who the biggest pussy really is. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, okay, who are you, who you, who you facing in Lincolnton? Zero clue. I have I have no clue. The promoter is nice as could be. Uh, I just I haven't asked him yet. Um, he's actually got me on um, like once a month until December already. Oh, nice. Uh, good, good. Kudos to him because I got that cleared through my life and only had to say no to two dates. So nice. I think two dates. So how does that? How, watching, how does that feel to be 
and a quote unquote independent wrestler. I hate using that term. I hate. I really think that non under contract wrestler is 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 better because like if a lot of these people are like yeah you these indie guys, fuck that. These indie guys work harder than you ever will. They're just non under contract wrestlers. So oh, the the worst is when people call us amateur wrestlers. Oh, that's awful. And I was like, no, 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 no. Amateur wrestlers are Chase Emery. Um, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> so, Ooh, I love so, it. So, so I love let, it. Let, I love it. Let, let me explain that comment. Chase uh, Emery, let, you let amateur me, bitch. Let, <laughs> let me tell. Let me tell any fan who, um, who decides to like rush the rail or anything like that. Um, I would recommend you to never, one, never do that during my match. Uh, but definitely never do that during Chase Emery's matches because I believe he's like two-time state champion, also has a black belt. Um, I could see he's it. A, he's a bad motherfucker. That's, and, that's uh, the crazy thing about these people. They're like, oh, he's just a pro wrestler. He's just out there doing moves. You, It's just like any like a bar environment, right? The person you go up against, you never know what they can or can't do. You have a better, you. Ha, I mean, and I still recommend this not to, but you have a better chance of taking on the biggest muscular steroided looking guy than you do. Yeah. Like me, like, like me. me. Don't Chase. ever, don't ever come at me. Like take on the big, like, yeah. Like that doesn't Marcus Cross, isn't he like a four time black belt or something like uh, that? He Dude, is a master. He is the taekwondo. master. He is the highest level of a Taekwondo that you can ever be at. And, you look at him outside of the ring, you're like, okay, he's a little big, but yeah, whatever. I, if I see him in Applebee's after a couple blue motorcycles, he doesn't wash his hair. He doesn't wash his hair up. Got his hair up. He doesn't wash his hands in the bathroom. I'm saying some shit to that guy. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, so the the show before last, the one I was telling y'all that I wrestled Mike Mon at, it's uh, it was me. Uh, my wife's moving around upstairs. I can hear, or it's my twenty-five pound cat. One of the two. Um, so, like, I, I looked at Myrick Moore, and a lot of people don't realize this. Like, Myrick Moore is like one of my best friends, like in wrestling. Like, I, I love that guy to death, um, and he's really, really good. He, um, uh, I, I looked at him at one point at that show. It was me, Chase Emery, and Marcus in there, and I was like. Do you know how many black belts there are in this room? So, because there was a kid's karate uh, class going on beside our locker room by one of those, like, you know, Japanese style dividers. And I was like, guys, I say we just go in there. Because I'm actually, I have a, a secondary black belt in Kimpo. Okay. And, yeah, no, but I mean, look, I'm not kicking anybody. That's a purely kicking thing. I, uh, I'm, I'm fat and old now. I don't I think I can get my leg hips. up that high. I got bad hips. I do. I do have bad hips now. But uh, but AML promoter, if you're watching this, don't worry. My hips will keep working, and I can work. Um, I can do enough lie. cap spots. They, they do, do not, not lie. They're true. On they that note, on that note I I want to bring up that so. Not name drop him, but name drop him. Uh, I know. Oh, Brian I name Hawks. drop all the time. <laughs> I know Brian Hawks, the co-owner of AML, uh, and I've actually I, I coached his daughters and and on our softball team, and I have literally begged him to bring you down. And I know that we had this conversation, and you want to come down 
Well, I've so, seen this. Yeah. I've seen the screenshots of the text messages where uh, Roadhouse over here has been like, "Dude, you got to get this guy." And I don't. I don't know what it is. What you what you did in that initial performance, uh, where in, 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 in Clover, where you know, bro, uh, Roadhouse, you, you guys share a first name, whether it is you know kayfabe or not. And I'm a cat guy, and I'm just like. When you got when Stuart Snodgrass had the laser pointer, and yeah. that shit went down, I'm like, you know, god damn it, why, why is this the match of the night for me? It's basic psychology of a show. Stop fucking my mind. I need you to get your dick out of my mind and stop fucking my mind. Al Snow teaches this in with anybody he has hands on. It's it's not about having the best match. It's about having the best show. And I'm a character performer. I like that. I, I can work, but I, my job for me and my character is to entertain. And you're going to remember some. You're not going to remember all the people on that show. There were what? At that Clover show, what? Eight matches? Nine matches, maybe? Eight or nine, yeah. Eight, nine, yeah. And, and the ones people are going to remember, uh, that remember, going back to y'all's podcast, of course, everyone came for the Hardys. But they're going to remember the grown-ass man with shiny panties that was chasing a laser. They're just going to because it's different. It was you. It was Stuart Slodgrass. My God. His tag team partner was was not even as as memorable as Stuart was. And then uh, Brady Collins and his partner, just because those boys can Joey Ford. Yes, Brady Collins, and Joey Ford, those boys, my God! That, when it comes to tag team, no uh, y'all were no yes. soul. Those okay. boys can fucking go. The ginger ninja, Joey, myself, um, John Skyler. I'm trying to think who else may have been on that show from the old APW Chester days. Sweet dreams, uh, one half of um, uh. Soul Patrol. Um, we were all old school APW Chester guys uh, back in the day where they ran every Friday, which I know we talked a little bit about uh, off air. Um, Joey started around the same time as me and John, but Joey started when he was really young. Like Joey was still in high school. Yeah, yeah. So Joey played football and in Chester, South Carolina, like most small towns, they care more about that damn high school football than anything. So we're sitting, North Carolina. <laughs> Dude, right. we're sitting in the back. We're sitting in the back one Friday going, damn, this is horrible, but I wish Joe would get hurt so he can at least come and bring the fans back. Because everybody, all those teenagers from high school came to see Joey, and we needed Joey back in the building because everybody was at those damn football games. And and I never legitimately wish ill on the guy, but I remember he actually did get hurt and he came back and cut promos and we got full houses again. I was like, ah, thank God. So I can get my 20 bucks and my hot dog. So <laughs> but like jo- Joey's a good guy. I haven't known Brady that much, but Brady's a really nice guy, very respectful. And that's my thing. Like I get shocked when people are like super respectful to me. Cause I don't know what gets said you know, in a positive light behind my back. 
because uh, everybody always calls me and tells me the negative. Every it, trust me, if you're in wrestling, someone is telling someone about the negative that you said to them in the back. I hate that. Um, I I really I really hate that that dynamic because from from talking to from talking to Griff uh, about the AEW locker room, he says there's really not any type of negative yeah. shit. And, and you know, I understand that. That, I understand that there's clicks everywhere and he did say yeah there are clicks because I'm, I'm sure you're on YouTube you've seen the Sammy Guevara blog where you know Alan V Angels or Alan Five Angels is on there and then Fuego Del Sol uh, my spirit animal is on there love him uh, but there are clicks within different things but you know then you have like the demographic that between like Danhausen and Lance Archer who would have ever thought that that would have, have, have paired up right but I hate really to hear that with the and I hate calling it the independent scene. It's just non-under-contract workers, really, yeah. is what you guys are. Is you're, it's you're, the best you're, thing you're, slash the worst thing. You're just as good, really, in, in, in your independent fields. You're just not exposed as much, right? That That's my whole thing with it. And, and that really brought it to light with me when, when coming to these uh, PWF shows. I'm like, damn— these guys really do work. There are some who like you can you can see their ring work. They're afraid to take bumps a little bit and other stuff. But y'all work just as hard as anybody on TV. You just don't have the exposure. I, I, and, I and, would say even harder. Work even harder. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I hate that that there's any negativity in any of in any any aspect of that that they, that you have to hear any negativity. I understand constructive criticism, but I hate yeah. the negative part of it. Well, it's like the number one thing that always makes you feel good and you feel that like for me for example, my 14 years, like it was all worth it. Like um the guy who wrestled Chase Embry, uh Don something other oh, Italian. The, the, the yeah. Don, yeah, yeah. The Don. Yeah good solid worker and he really and he's young and he really cares about the business and i know this because the kid spent his own money to go to uh black and brave wrestling academy which for those that don't know that's seth rollins school and he's i know for a fact he's very into that he tries his ass off to be there for those classes uh, then he went to, I don't know which came first, but he's also gone to the Nightmare Factory. So, like, people see that and they're like, oh, that's why he got booked as extra talent. And I'm like, no, he got booked as extra talent because he works his ass off and he has passion for the business. Yeah. At the end of the day, you don't have to be the best worker. I, I Trust me, I, I've gotten to do extra work. I haven't for AEW, but I got to do extra work for TNA back in my day. And I got to do extra work for WWE. But like when someone like Don comes up to you and just goes, "Hey, did you watch my match? Can you critique it for me?" Like that means a lot to somebody like me because like, am I going to be the best technician? No. Can I do that? Yeah, but that's not my style. But I watch everybody's matches, try to at least, because if anybody does ask for feedback, I want to be able to give them what they did wrong. Right. I, I it, don't get me wrong. Like it is good to hear what you did right too. But like. I, I want everybody to succeed, especially somebody young like that. God, you know, I'm trying to find day, his name. But, oh, we're friends on Facebook and everything. But he's a yeah, good guy. Yeah, his mom's nice as all get out too. She's super supportive. Like, I, I mean, hell, I, 
me and his mom follow each other on Instagram Who, uh, and Facebook. Who's the guy, the the Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, oh, God, I love him. The, he's, so he's, the show that I was telling you all about that, that Don asked me, you know, how his match was and everything like that. Um, actually, that's J.P. Lehman. I actually wrestled him. Yes. I yeah, love him. A, he does. The, he wears we the did. whole suit gimmick. Yeah. He's really good, too. He is um, so good at working the crowd. Yeah, he he's really good on the mic. Um, and yes. shout out to him because here's the thing: I would love to get him on the podcast and just talk shit with him for an hour. I was going to say I can. So JP is really bad with Facebook, but next time I see him, I can try to link you guys up. Yeah. So me so and J- Roadhouse and uh, him were in like a real life, <laughs> it's a real life kayfabe battle uh, back and forth. Uh, in the front row, because he was like, hey, he, at one point he said something, he was like, hey, I agree with you. And I was like, don't agree with me, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> What's funny is, like, life imitates art. So, like, I'm a cat guy. Like, my whole thing is, for a while, I was billed as from Earth 616. And for those that don't know, and I'm sure there's some people that might listen to this that got really excited, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Don't really care that much about DC. Just a big Marvel guy. Um, when I was going through the the you know being in the hospital from the hate crime stuff, um, Marvel comics were just flowing through that hospital to me, and they spoke to me because of the real life stories. Uh, the, op- the it's the opposite of DC. They they're not going to sit here and those writers have never sat there and tried to. And I love when people uh, complain that not to get political, but I love when people complain that Marvel's woke. And I'm like, Marvel's been woke since '43, so you you don't know what you're talking about. Marvel's always been woke. Um, but like Marvel versus DC, I, I respect DC, but like DC focuses on the heroes. That DC focuses on the mask. Marvel focuses on the man or the woman behind the mask. And I think that's what's important, not just in comics or wrestling, but in life, you know, to really get to know the character and their real struggles. Yeah. Right. We don't we don't know what Rey Mysterio's real struggles are. Um, yeah, we know what he looks like. We've all we've all watched wrestling from ninety nine and on. Um, those awesome jumpsuits he used to wear. Um, <laughs> but like Somebody, but yeah, no, art imitates life. I'm a cat guy. I love that kind of stuff. Um, Stuart Snodgrass, he is a nerd. Me and him, and, and so is Keith Mack. We talk about Marvel and stuff like that all the time. J.P. Lehman, he's a legitimate banker. Like, no that's shit. not just a gimmick. He's a, he's a banker. Um, that's hilarious. As I say, suicide, um, don't think he's actually suicidal. Sorry to break that to some of the fans. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so on, on that note, though, you were talking about personal struggles and this, that, and the other. I did read a post uh, oh, that you had. Um, <laughs> Is that, this the James McCone post? Uh, I'm not sure. I just know that it said that you had stepped away and you had kind of doubted yourself. Can you talk us through that and... You know, what your doubts were, then what brought you back into wrestling? So, <laughs> for a brief moment there, I thought that was the uh, the Sad Hulk music. Sorry, I'm, I'm such a nerd, too, so uh, I had to. Go ahead. <laughs> You're good. 
Yeah, no, to, so, to, to, yeah, on your to answer struggles. that question, I don't know the exact post. Like, I again, that's people are always going to doubt you in wrestling, out of wrestling, whatever your dreams are. They're always going to try to like, not necessarily crush them, but you know, you get people that didn't follow their dreams or didn't think they're the reality. So then they feel that they have a, or, and then they got a job, whether it be a good job or a bad job, they got a job. So then they feel that they, they have the, the right to tell you that what you're doing is stupid, or they, they question your passion about anything. And in this case, wrestling, I'm super passionate about wrestling. Do I goof off when I'm in there? Yes. But do I take it seriously at the same time? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I pick a character because I am a character. I, I pick a character because I am goofy. So right. I have to, I, I'm not Triple H. I'm not going to come out there and spit water and be serious the whole time. My goal is to make people laugh, but then make people go, oh, God, and then do the whole Ricky Morton and ask for a kid for help and then get the whole crowd to, you know, cry and be emotional for you. But, you know, there comes a time in every human being's life where we have that self-doubt, where we have those insecurities. I mean, I get those at my real job. I get those, you know, whether, I mean, I just started a new, as Dalton knows, I just started a new job in the logistics industry um, four months ago. And, you know, I started reading self-help stuff like probably a month and a half ago because I needed to badly because my insecurities from wrestling and from life as a whole just kicks in and people don't really get that side of it they go to the shows and they see oh there's happy cat man they don't see the anxiety that comes with that they don't see the anxiety of oh god i hope i'm booked on the next show or the man what if the booking stopped i hate that man i I hate that so much man because we after after seeing you in clover uh you know both both you know roadhouse aka the other dalton and i were just like god i hope uh, like there's going to be some guys there we know and of course it was aj frost um you who we who we also keep in touch with on facebook but then i was like man i hope the cat man's there because we, both we just messaged him yeah we were like god yeah. I, like i want you there and, and that's not that's not like some some bullshit where we're spilling just to to pour, yeah. to pour smoke up your ass like we no, we both Love pro wrestling. Enjoyed it. Uh, our our co host is in school to for to be a pro wrestler and uh, Roadhouse's dad. Like we got him a ticket because he he saw the picture with Arn Anderson from the Clover Show and like he he cried like he was like oh my god that's so cool you were with one of my idols and I was like yeah okay it's cool that you cried from that but you know what else. Uh, there's this guy there who shares a name with your son. Like, that's his gimmick, whatever. But he also has the coolest in-ring type of gimmick. Like, okay, we're, we want to, we like, we're going to go see this guy. And then, obviously, you were hurt from the, the Charlotte show, so you couldn't do that. But, you know, uh, I, like, we're behind you 100%, man. Like, the, the there's, like, I hate that there's any type of anxiety caused well, by and, the in-ring and in shit. All reality, in all reality, we, me and me and Knight have had this conversation where we've been searching you know, through your social medias as well as PWF to see when, where is the next time that we can see Dalton Dallas live. So, yeah. or, or even Dalton Davies, if he's available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bizarro me. It, it, that's my Ezekiel. 
There you go. Uh, and I want to say that too. Like people shit on WWE and they're like, oh, that's stupid. I'm like, is it stupid? Because that's the time best. you talk about it. Their, their biggest storylines are the shittiest ones, but their small shit is so good. Like the Ezekiel yeah. Elias is so awesome. It used to be the, the 24 7 7 11 European championship with R Truth and back and forth. It got a little stale. I understand what they're trying to do with Dana Brooke, and I love her as a performer. I think she is so athletic and so great. Shout out Cleveland. Such a big range. But their smaller storylines, for me, I pop more. Like, I become more of a mark for their small stuff. Here's the thing. I think that WWE is crazy if they don't bring Damian Sandow, who looks exactly like... Yes. and, And bring him back to play... Ezekiel's brother. The problem with that is, though, it takes so long to grow a beard when you get older. That's how how long are we going to wait for this to happen? Or when you can't hit He just puberty. needs a mustache. That's what I was telling uh, Roadhouse the other day. They just need somebody to come in like Damien Sandow or even Ezekiel with a fake mustache, whatever it is, and be the younger, younger brother. Yeah. Well, it's what I always tell everybody, too, when it comes to, like, wrestling and characters and stuff. It's, like, what we're talking about and, like, what it's killing us to go on. It's 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 making us so happy to go on these tangents. People, like, want to talk about, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love the Daniel Bryans. I love the, the, the John Moxley's, the, the you know, the Johnny Gargano's. Again, shout out to Cleveland. I hate Daniel uh, Bryan. I hate Daniel Bryan so much, and and I get, get I get so, much so, I get so much heat from my co-host and even Griff Garrison when he was on the podcast. He was like, "Why do you hate Daniel Bryan?" I was like, "He's stale." I get it. He's the greatest. He's the best. He's so technical. Blah blah blah. But I'm so bored watching him. Like I will watch a Dalton Dallas match nine days out of the week before I watch a Daniel Bryan match. But here's the thing with it. People have that same issues and discussions and, you know, when you see someone on TV for so long, it does get stale. Not because they're stale, but because you just see them so much. The same thing happens with Randy Orton. I mean, I'm back on a revival of loving Randy Orton again. He's never changed. He's never been bad. It's just we see them so much. I have never, never not, not liked loved Randy Orton. Randy Orton. <laughs> he, I consider him to be, and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fall on the knife right now. He is the best, absolute, yeah. my favorite wrestler currently in the world. People want to say AJ Styles. People want to say this. People want to say that. No. Randy Orton is the current best wrestler in the entire world right now. Besides Dan Housen. No, Dan Housen's not the best wrestler. He has the best gimmick. Again, I've never even seen him wrestle. Oh, He's good. He is good. When he wrestles, when he actually wrestles, he's good. So speaking of Dan Housen, speaking of ass boys, so... I'm a huge Billy Gunn fan. Always have been. Have you ever heard of the Billy Gunn effect? What? No. What? I I want you to go and look at What? I'm going to fight you. (laughs) I want you to go back and look at any Billy Gunn match. Any of all times. So our our other co-host who is not joining us tonight, uh, Mr. Beef McGinnis, came up with this theory, and it's the most 
ingenious accurate. thing, <laughs> ingenious and accurate thing that I've ever seen, and I've never thought about it until he brought it up. Anybody who Billy Gunn gets into the ring with is immediately 10 to the three-quarters power smaller than Billy Gunn. Go look at any match. Are you, are you still there, Catman? Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. When did to check my text message real quick. Oh, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> so, I wrestled J.P. Lehman. As y'all see with PWF, they always have a... a well, what a lot of people might not realize, and I don't even think people really realize, is that like any really TV wrestling shows, unless you're really just looking for it, is the hard cam. But what everybody sees is the guy running around the ring with the camera. So I don't know why I just got in my head. I just decided to turn at the camera, put the cat head behind my butt, and and shake my butt, and said, "Well, you're a cat. Uh, you're showing uh, your asshole." Yeah, well, that's what we do. Uh, yeah, you need I'm to have not, a cat asshole painted on your trunks from now on. Honestly, <laughs> you're, you're you're not the only person that said that, but I'm pretty sure PWF definitely was not okay with that one. Um, so, uh, and shout out high spots because I just got new gear. Um, and uh, and I will flat out say this: 14 years ago, when I first started, high spots didn't really have the best quality stuff. They weren't known for having the best quality stuff. Um, they their stuff is freaking phenomenal now. Uh, all your PWF shows, you're going to see a lot of high spot stuff. Uh, nice. Like I just got I just got new gear. As you guys seen the pictures, I now have uh, knee pads with my cat's face on them. Um, awesome. But I decided uh, for whatever reason just to get in the moment and uh, just turned at the camera, shook my butt, and said, "Bump, bump, I'm a cat man." In the tone of "I'm an ass man." I'm a cat. So that man. made me think. I loved <laughs> Billy Gunn's uh, black pleather uh, biker shorts that had the different colored lips on it. So I was like, "Okay, well, pretty soon I'm going to need to get black." trunks that have different colored cat heads <laughs> i'm gonna need you um, to, to figure out a way to like for a thong ish type cutout <laughs> to come out of whatever you have like i know you have like a singlet most of the time but you need to cut out your hips on those to where it looks like a thong just to be that Colonoscope. little bit that little bit edgy it, it's funny like uh, so NAWA is a promotion that I haven't wrestled for, um, but the same videographers do the PWF shows. So if you go on NAWA's uh, Facebook page, they actually have like their TV, their internet TV, whatever. Uh, so they have all the matches posted, and sometimes it'll be like brought to you by PWF. And so like my matches will be on there, and like I think in every match that they have me posted, I'm wearing different gear. Which my wife hates. She's like, well, she doesn't hate, but she's like, please stop spending money on gear. <laughs> and, and and a lot of it is just stuff I've had for over the years. But like now, I got like red and black like leopard print. Um, but I'm like, okay, I want purple and black leopard print, and I really want some red, white, and blue leopard print because it, not just because of the PWF shows, which stands for Patriotic Wrestling Federation. But just because, I mean, I do love this country. I've been to 27 states, five countries, and Puerto Rico because of wrestling. But I've been to 20 different countries. And I really do love this country, and I love the red, white, and blue. But I, I, I legitimately had to send high spots an email 
two days ago asking me, hey, I don't know if this is a possibility, but can you do leopard print, red, white, and blue? And then for whatever reason, I decided to do this long email and then signed it off with love cat name. Hey, that's awesome. There you go. So, that, that's your signature now. So before we kind of wrap this up, because uh, all of us do work Monday and through have Friday. Yeah. Some um, of us trying to get some overtime this week, waking up at 5 a.m. Yes, there, sir. There you go. So I want to know, um, A, how you got into wrestling with the training, the body conditioning and everything else as, as, oh. a, as, as a person who has other commitments. And B, how you keep up with said training schedule. How do you keep it? I wouldn't say... Well, that's probably the correct term. It ring shape. Because everybody has yeah. a different ring shape. I'm Matt the Dad by night. Come at me any day of the week. I'll get at you. I'll do Daddy a collar dang. and elbow tie-up, and then I'll die once you body slam me on the mat because it's happened before. So how do you, like, how did you start, and then how do you now keep up with your personal life, your business life, and your, your wrestling pro wrestling life? life? Well, unfortunately, like injuries can slow that down. Um, and anybody who's known me for my entire wrestling career has known, like, I've never been like a big gym guy. It's kind of always looks the way that you guys saw, like, you know, have a little bit of a gut, but like, are you saying sexy? Can, yes, very. Uh, my ring, you are, my you ring, are the pure definition of man. You're here with the dad bod crew. Okay. My ring shape is round. Typically, but, yeah, it's not a gut. It's, it's it's not a gut. It's power. Okay, I'm just saying, yes. your body type is pure peak performance. Yeah, it's it's peak can, male performance. Exactly. Then can, I think that's why I'm drawn to you so much. Hundred uh, percent. I'm gonna need a certain sound effect after this, but uh, the reason I eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. not, not that one yet. But, the, the reason I eat and drink the way that I do is because you dumb some bitch. I'm training for the Royal Rumble. See, okay. the reason I have a gut is so that, you know, my my access stays at a certain level. So it makes it impossible for you to throw me over that top rope. What? 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 So <laughs> it's still the best promo. It's what, that's what a lot of people don't realize. Shut so. up, bitch! <laughs> so what a lot of people don't realize that when he did that whole promo about listening to all the alcohols is that it was about like his training for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. But like my, my whole thing is so I had five college scholarship opportunities for uh, baseball. Hate baseball though. Well, I mean, I don't hate baseball now. Now I like baseball, but I hated baseball because my dad forced me to play baseball. I just happened to be good at it, which sucked because I was like, why can't I be good at something that I like? Um, but I played baseball. I played tennis. I was always a big kid um, at that time. Um, which so I had perfect baseball body for me. It's always just been the mental of it. That's, uh, you know, and I hate to, you know, I always, t I want to tell everybody that's listening to this, like get in the gym, get in the best cardio shape, get in the best physical shape, because that's where you're going to make money in the wrestling business. That's where you're going to stand out, so to say, but like I stand out because of the character, but I can go. I can go because I had the right training. I had the right trainers in J.D. Drake, in Wicked, in um, Mark Moore a little bit, in, uh, uh, in 
Oh, shit. Mario Bell. Coincidentally, real quick, not to sidebar too much, but so I say Mario Bell, and he helped train me. Um, let me show you. So I have a rib tattoo. Uh, of course, my finger is in the way of the camera. There you go. So, oh, shit. So I have claw marks. That's amazing. So all of Myrick Moore's, if y'all haven't noticed, look at Myrick Moore's legs next time you're at a show. Uh, all of his portraits and stuff like that are done by Mario Bell. My rib marks are done by Mario Bell. The clock that Cash Wheeler has um, on his back, that was done by Mario Bell. He's an amazing tattoo artist. Uh, Jackson Riker, Gunner, Chad Lale, uh, uh Phil Shatter, all the same guy. Uh, that giant skull thing that yeah, he has yeah. on his back, that was also done by Mario Bell. Shout out um, to Mario Bell. Yeah, uh, Two Kings Tattooing in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Great deal. Matter of fact, if you ever go there, you're going to see pictures of all of us. Uh, I actually That's think he's going to work on uh, The Good Brothers as well. Which is, which is saying a lot because I'm pretty sure Luke Gallows owns a tattoo shop and he still yeah. wants Mario Bell to get some work done. So that's that a lot about Mario. But like, no, like for me, it's always been the mental side of staying in shape. Um, I don't work out as much as I should. And the older I get, the the bigger I get. So I do try to, you know, go to the gym five times a week. You know, with the rib injury, I haven't been able to do anything because if you've ever hurt your ribs, you know that. You it hurts can't to breathe. Do anything. <laughs> yeah. It hurts to do anything. And what you need to do, which is the hardest thing, and because I'm not a signed, active, you know, 300 days a year professional wrestler, I don't have to, I can take that time off to rest. Yeah. A lot of those guys can't. So, um, with that being said, like, I don't do as much as I should. Um, but for what I do do when I get back in, I try to focus on my arms and I try to focus on my cardio. At the end of yeah. the day, if I can't, I, I, by muscle memory, I can take the bumps. I can do them. I can do the moves, but I need to be able, I need to be able to lift, uh, lift of an opponent and I need to be able to, uh, go. Yeah. Um, so if you have any words of advice, for anybody starting out in the pro wrestling business. Don't do it. It hurts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so does life, man. <laughs> life yeah. just, it hurts. But if, you, if, you, if you're one of those guys who's just like, man, it's my dream. Or maybe if it's even their part-time dream, what words of advice would you have for someone just starting out who loves pro wrestling, who has no direction in life other than I want to do this. What, what could you offer advice to, to say, don't well, make this mistake for me? It was, you know, trust as many people as you can, but don't trust everybody. Mm. And I, I, I don't mean like in the back hanging out. I mean, in the ring, um, I got dumped on my head in 2010 and it really messed me up. Uh, that's why I took a couple years off because I just wasn't right mentally because I wasn't right physically. And then I started going to a chiropractor. Honestly, to, to anybody starting out, I would 100% say get a chiropractor because you're going to need it. Get weekly adjustments because you're going to need them. But you know, find something that stands out. 
um, when it comes to wrestling, the, the biggest thing is everything has been redone. I'm not saying that as a cliche. It's the truth. Everything, for the most part, has been redone. There's been more than one Catman. Um, I remember, but one cat man. Well, I remember there was, I I got a bunch of texts two weeks after the show that you guys saw me at, um, from people that were pissed, um, because they went to a PWX show and they did the laser pointer spot and people were like, they stole your spot. They stole your spot. And I'm like, okay, well, I, this has never been done before on TV. Well, who did it? I mean, like it wouldn't make sense. And then they told me. They did it with Lince Dorada, and I was like, "Okay, well, I was like, well, that makes sense." I was like, "I'm, I'm not going to be mad for the love of God." Anybody watching this, steal anything I do, just don't steal my image of my cat because it's my cat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't you touch my pussy? If you touch my fucking pussy, I swear to God. Oh no! Hey. Just fi- find a character that stands out. And if you want to be a serious wrestler, that's perfectly fine. My honest to God, from bottom of my heart advice, would be to anybody starting out, find something comedy-based or find something different, like a, a wrestling clown. That's It's different, but it's been done. I think that's you know? why I love Jay Lethal so much is because he just does what he does. I think, you know, you, you asked me who, you know, who, is timeless or whatever. And I said, Randy Orton, because he, he just is, he's great. He's fucking on top of his game and has been for 20 plus years. But my favorite wrestler right now, maybe for the past 15 years has been Jay lethal just because he goes out there and he does what he has fun doing. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, again, the reason I even said like, you know, find a character first. And, and, and I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a comedy character, I guess, but like, if you find stand out is to, what you're saying. Yeah. Hopefully you'll go to a reputable wrestling school or somebody. That's the big thing. You don't have to go to a wrestling school where the person was on TV. Uh, at any point, Bob Keller was never on TV that I know of. No offense, Bob. I'm sorry. I don't know if you were, um, but a lot of his trainees have been, you know, you got John Schuyler, you got TJ Boss, you got Zuka King, you got so many more than I'm not able to name right now. Um, but Bob wasn't on TV. The reason I tell people to find a character that stands out is because they're going to teach you the basics. They're going to teach you how to work the crowd. They're going to teach you the moves. They're going to teach you how to be safe with your opponent and with yourself. What you need to do is find something where you can be remembered and learn how to work in the ring. Yeah. Well, it's on-the-job training. I mean, I learned a lot just riding in a car with with Chris Hamrick, with the Barbarian, and with Bobby Eaton, and with New Jack. Um, uh, Yes, that's right. I learned something from New Jack, and no, I do not know how to stab anyone. (laughs) Oh, no, I love New Jack. I figured it was how to cut a a T-bone steak at Waffle House with a fork. All jokes aside, Jerome was one of the nicest guys. He 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 was humble. He took he took yeah he took care of he took care of whoever drove him, whoever sold his merch. The dark side of the ring and everything on YouTube just makes him out to be a (laughs) crazy 
Son of a. Well, bitch. I can tell you from any of the interviews he's done on that and then beyond, he's just being what you want. He's being what you've seen. He's being New Jack. Yeah. He's not being Jerome. Do you think he's that, being New Jack? Do you think that he was one of those guys who was just never comfortable understood and just comfortable in his own skin uh, we go back to the movie the, the the wrestler with uh with with mickey rourke do you think it was like one of those situations where he was just always a persona and never comfortable being himself i think that's all of us and i don't think that's anybody that wants to admit it you know we talked earlier about my in my insecurities and stuff i'm not saying i'm one of the only ones but there's not a lot of people that want to talk about their insecurities now you know it's 2022 everybody talks about their mental health which is good we should all talk about our mental health yes life's not easy life is very hard the 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 only advice i give to you in life is to keep going it's it's an easy concept but it's the hardest one to live by yeah don't give up but like somebody like jerome he was who you he wanted who you wanted him to be when he when when he needed to be that when he's in a car with somebody that he barely knows like me one on one we have conversation about life about music and stuff like that people forget that we're all human beings outside of wrestling so it's who, the same thing who was new jack outside of new jack because I, I said we, you know, everybody sees what. No, no, what cancel per- that. Who was Jerome? Yeah, who was Jer- who was Jerome outside of New Jack? Because everybody sees what TV portrays him to be, and it always goes back to the the mass transit incident where yeah he just fucked up a kid who he had no idea of knowing who that kid was. There's a difference between any individual and wrestling. The way I was brought up in wrestling is to you take this business very seriously and you protect it. Well, it's 2022. When people first started telling people that, I don't think they ever could have imagined social media and then the impact that it has on people's lives. Jerome, uh, I could say, just like Chris Hamrick, just like Barbarian, just like Bobby Eaton, these big names that that you know travel the world hell just like a john schuyler we're all just human beings we all have our own faults reed flair and i uh, we've had conversations that i will never say out loud on a on a public forum my wife knows a lot of them but like we will you know we're just we're just dudes at the end of the day and i know my it might sound cliche it might sound cheesy but we're just average people no, but, it doesn't yeah, sound yeah. cheesy at all. The whole thing about the, the, the kayfabe, you know, and, and I love what Eddie Kingston said about it. It's he said, you know, kayfabe is dead, but don't uh, bury the body until it's cold. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, keep your character, keep the kayfabe. But man, it is 2022. The there's social media, there's everything else. There are obviously people behind the persona behind the wrestler yeah. there's it's not just a luchador yeah. it's not just a luchador mask anymore it's just like i don't know how to accurately accurately describe it other than just realize that there there are people doing this and don't shit on everybody and that's my whole thing and and yeah. roadhouse and even kenny uh, uh uh beef mcginnis thing with the podcast is 
pro wrestling is for everybody. Just in yeah. be, be encouraged, be encourageable, and that's what I try to do on Twitter with the podcast page. That's what uh, Roadhouse tries to do with his podcast page, and he's made a lot of headway just today only in just saying, "Hey, I love what you do. Can you please come on and talk about how you love what you do?" And like you and I uh, have ever, you know, the, with even the whole Tourette's thing tonight, have realized like. Wow, that's something. That, that's something different. Yeah, yeah. And don't shit on everybody because you didn't like the match that they wrestled in. So here's, well, that's my here's, thing. Not, 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 not everybody likes their coffee with cream. You know, I, it's like not everybody likes cats. Some people are dog people, and I get that. Well, guess what? Those people still interact with me at shows. Yeah, and I, I, I have bad social anxiety and people don't get that they go well you go out and wrestle and you wear hardly anything you know as far as pants or you know i you're right i don't but i know what it was like to be a kid you have thank you you, you have very very nice thighs so <laughs> um, my kitty cat antonio, antonio morgan says that every time he sees me he goes i just want legs big like you and i'm like dude pasta Pasta is how you get them because I love pasta. Um, but like, no, like we're all human beings. We all have our own things. Some of us make, you know, I definitely am not going to call wrestlers out, but like some wrestlers shoot jobs. You know, we make, you know, they make 25 K a year. When I first started wrestling in 2000 and when I got my first big boy job with the police department, I was making like 24 K a year. Now I was able and blessed enough to be able to travel enough to where I was making another um, twenty grand, you know, through wrestling. But I, I mean, it was spent just as quick as I made it, you know. And that's another advice I'll give to people. Like, I mean, I'm 32 now, and I have a great life and a great wife, and we both make good money. Um, but save some of it, spend half of it, for the love of God. I may I. I can make twenty to I can make three hundred dollars at my gimmick table. Spend spend half for the love of God. Spend some of your money, yeah. but yeah. save save your freaking money. And yeah. that's the biggest thing. I don't like to tell people to save. I just like to tell people spend half because they they don't want to hear to not spend the money. They want to hear they want to hear what they can spend it on. They don't yeah. want to be told to save. Yeah, go go so have fun. Half. And I'll say this too, as far as new wrestlers, like relationships can be hard in wrestling. Find someone. It trust me, it doesn't it doesn't help nor hurt to find someone that loves wrestling. But like my wife, she's never had exposure to wrestling until me. She supports and loves me for it. Um, that has, I mean, that my email, my wrestling email, Catman dot wrestling dot. Uh, or I'm sorry, catman.wrestling at gmail. She created that. Well, guess what else is on that? My itinerary, not just my bookings, but our family events. That's you awesome. Know, if, if, you're, if you're in your early 20s and you're single, wrestle every freaking weekend. Yeah. But don't, but don't forget that wrestling's not, doesn't pay your bills currently. So if you can't find you know, a Monday through Friday job like I have, and I'm blessed to have finally, you have to find ways to get around it to wrestle, to yeah. get your name out there. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I agree. Um, 
Can so, I can I jump in real quick? Yeah, I was I was I was waiting. I was giving you a pause. Okay, perfect. So uh, I I hate to be that guy, but I'm, my phone is literally on six percent. So I do have one question before. Oh, we mine's wrap on this three. Up. Okay, perfect. So here here's we'll we'll end on this. Let's say a major promotion calls you tomorrow, whether it be the Impact, the AEW, the WWE, the NXT, ROH, any ROH, New Japan. Who they all call you same day, give you an offer same day. Where is your dream place to work? And I can't wait to see you in ML Wrestling. Or, or do you say no to all of them? Be like, hey, I like my full time job, and whichever one gives me the most flexibility for my full time job, I'm doing it. See, that's a good one. I feel like AEW would give me flexibility for my full time job. I love them, and I'm going to be loyal to them. Um, because they gave me an opportunity in an industry where I'm in a, I'm in an industry where a lot of people go to college for. I don't have a college degree. I chose pro wrestling over college. And that might sound crazy to people because I have five full ride scholarships to nope. one college in particular, West Virginia University. Shout out Mountaineers. No, I love um, that you I love that you decided to do what you wanted to wanted do. to do. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I struggled until, you know, I met my wife. Well, I thought that I did. I I didn't find happiness until then. Bro, all of us um, thought that we struggled until we met our wives. We're like, oh, yeah. we're having a good time out here. And then my wife's like, you are not. You were not yep. having a good time out here. And Need somebody you know, it to turns out, put your shit in check. As it yep. turns out, they're always right. That's yeah. the, that, that's the thing I think as 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 men in this circle we can agree on is that we thought we were doing very good for ourselves in our lawn chairs as our living room furniture, and it's like, yeah, we probably weren't doing so good as we thought we were. My, my, my wife, wife saved my life. Listen, my wife is going to listen to mine too. My wife is going to listen to this while she's at work one day, and I'm, so I'm definitely going to end. Uh, you know, definitely have this towards the ending of saying like, yeah, I might control the TV, but you control everything else. If she tells me you can't take that booking, then I can't take that booking. Boom. And I'm okay with it. I'm more than okay with that's it. That's right here. That's, that's, a- that's myself. That's Roadhouse over here. It's like we watch the wrestling on the big TV in the living room when we want to, but then it's always like, I wanted to watch something else. But at the end of the day, it's like I don't I don't know. It's it's a hobby. It's real. It's real life too. So I get yeah, I get what you're saying. So I back to the wife, question, though. Sorry, go ahead. AEW um, is, is that the no, answer? WWE oh, oh. is a, WWE is always going to be the answer because they understand characters and they have TV writers, which I'm a TV character. Yeah, but. I could never say yes to that unless the money is really high and really good because I don't want to be away from the person that saved my life that long. Right. 100%. I, don't, I respect I, that. I don't want to have, I don't want her to have to be alone, you know, six, five, six days a week by herself. I respect yeah. that. Um, you know, when, when I first started wrestling, I knew WWE wasn't going to be an option until it got abs. And then they get like people like Kevin Owens and stuff like that on TV. Look, there's an option for everybody. Don't let your body size fool you. 
that's to anybody. You can do anything you want. If you can go and ring, that's what people see. That's all that people see. That's all that people need because at the end of the day, they can make money off of that. Um, there's people that think they can do it and that they can't. There's people that lie to themselves and they definitely can't do it. Um, but at the end of the day, the wrestling sometimes is the easy part. It's the traveling. When I was traveling so much, it was easy because I had no significant other. I had parents that weren't really, you know, there for me as much. I mean, my mom and dad to this day still don't realize how many places I've been and how long I lived in the Anaheim, California for 11 months. My mom and dad really do not know that. They go, oh, yeah, I forgot. Wow. So, you know. Um, yeah, WWE would always be the answer, but it's more of a potluck dream at 32. I would say AEW because I really feel like it's still keep my nine to five job Monday through Friday and then go wrestle on Wednesdays. Diamond Dallas Page didn't wrestle his first match until he was 35 years old. I'm 37. I wrestled my first match at 21, maybe 22. Okay. Well, this is cool. But then, you know, maybe now I'm too old for it. But uh, if you, uh, now that we're ending the episode, if you yeah. have if you have any words of wisdom at all to the younger generation or even wrestling fans or how you want to have pro wrestling to be treated, what, what would be your final quote of the evening for the night? Take everything with a grain of salt. Okay. Listen, listen to the veterans, but also listen to the new people. Mm-hmm. Listen to the fans because they might like for a cat character. You guys gave me that box idea with the tape. I would have never thought about that on my own. Not not at this state. Um, listen to every idea. You don't have to tell them it's a shitty idea. You don't have to tell them it's a great idea. You just have to go. Oh my god! You just have to be interested. Yeah. But take everything with a grain of salt. Some of these veterans are going to give you great criticism constructive criticism some of them are going to hurt your feelings and break your heart and make you want to quit if you love doing this keep doing this if you want to just do this once a month then do it once a month but give it your all if that's all is once a month give it your all once a month if your all is trying to get signed then make as many connections take as many seminars 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 take them i took a bunch I don't do them anymore, but I've I've learned stuff on my personal life and my professional life and my professional wrestling life. So that's my biggest thing is take everything with a grain of salt. Sometimes veterans are going to say things to you that you do not like and you do not respect, but don't let them know that you don't like it and just walk away from it. Hell but yeah. remember it. But remember it. Hell yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you absolutely for blessing us with your presence tonight. We want can't you, wait to see you again. Yeah, we we. Want, oh no, of course. No, we want to see you back live as soon as we can. So we appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, We're gonna get you at AML. Damn it, man! I, I hope so. Yeah, I have even to, if it's just once. I have to have the laser pointer and the water bottle. Damn it! You have the best. God, you have the best gimmick in pro wrestling currently, and don't let anybody else tell you you tell don't. Tell you otherwise. And if if they do, send them to me because I'm that asshole. I'll tell them, yep. no, you can go fuck yourself. He has the best gimmick in pro wrestling. 
And I always tell everybody, I want to, I want to leave you guys with this. If you know how to sew, like even mediocrely, always hit me up because I always have great ideas. All okay. we need to do is just go to Joanne's Fabric. Get some fur, and we'll make a vest. My guy, so. I had this conversation with the wife tonight. I was in the military for eight years, and I was like, I just need to buy a sewing machine. And she was like, why? I was like, because you're so short. We just need to... to I just need to buy a sewing machine. So you can go on a Shein, do your order, and then I can, yeah. I can hook you up. So it's going to be with like two weeks, I have a sewing machine. Can I give some plugs real quick before we Absolutely. head out? Absolutely. Do it, man. Do uh, it. So, uh, June 18th, I was I was going to be at PWF, but it was a makeup show for the ninth of two months ago. I can't remember what month that is. Um, I unfortunately would not be at the next PWF show just because both shows start at the same time, and it's going to be too hard on one of the promoters for me to do that, too. I, so, I, I don't want to... I. If I, if I commit to a date and my wife says yes, I'm not going to back out of a date. So uh, June 18th, I will be in Lincolnton, North Carolina. You can find that information on um, See No Evil Wrestling's Facebook page. Um, or you can go to uh, uh, The Catman Dalton Dallas at Dalton Dallas 44 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, that's where all my dates will be. Any promoters will, wanting to book me, if it's AML, they can go through you guys. Uh, they can, uh, y'all can shoot them to my uh, my trying. shoot Facebook We're page. We're trying so hard, man. We love you. Send, hey, send a guy a Facebook message with my name. See if he adds me. That that might work. But uh, yeah, if any promoters outside of my normal knowing uh, want to book me, uh, I. Uh, Email is catman dot wrestling at gmail. Awesome. Thank you so much and for being Compact, no slack, but luckily I know the seats go back. I got a knack to relax in my mind. Yeah, I'm sipping on some red, red wine. I sip brews from chalices, holding my palaces. Cripples so creepy, suck a sucker from paralysis. Rhymes, I write them in a castle. You try to diss me, and pretty soon your ass is squatting in your cell. Cause I can tell you.